You discovered a gas that increases the rate of neuron depletion. You see, neurons begin dying off in everyone over the age of 25. That's when this gas gets them. It causes death from instant old age. coming into Texas. Texas, man. This is New Mexico. No wonder I feel so ineffectual. I'm out of my natural environment. I feel a sign coming on. That was a hell of a sign. Unlike other episodes where I haven't been ready. So so I'm ready. Go ahead. Hit it. Here we go again, cringers. I'm Stacy. And I'm Steve. And I'm proud of Stacy for hitting it. Boy, right at the right moment. Right the first time. You just had to interrupt us. Us? The, war, the royal us. The royal um, us. And this is our cringe fest. You've been watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> I've been binging Downton Abbey like... Because the new movie's coming out, and Steve's like, I really, really want to watch a full Downton Abbey thing without knowledge with you. <laughs> okay, okay. So we've been binging Downton Abbey. Oh, that's, a, that's fun. It's a good show. It really is. It's a good I didn't. I, I, it's one I did not watch for a long time, because I didn't think I'd like it. And once I got into it, I'm like, oh, man, I don't I need tea, and I need I need some tiny little cookies, and I need well, to sit here. And- what's funny is I'll start calling the shots, and Steve's just, like, sitting there going, huh? <laughs> the writing is really, really good and very precise. Yeah, yeah. But my intuitive leaps are really, I mean, the writer and I, I want to meet the writer because you're, I think the writer and my, <laughs> we would, we would definitely be able to create some kind of intense episode, just the two of us. Who's the, the head butler? He's my favorite character. Carson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's just like, he's got this, he's got this code, you know, this Carson is, behavior. and I like Mr. Um, Baxter, not Baxter. No one that goes to jail. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's actually, like one of my. Actually, that's who I was thinking of. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, yeah, he, Carson's the big guy, and then you have the other guy who's the yeah, butler that gets yeah. to go to jail because his wife fucked him over so yes, hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is just, uh, he's, and he just, he's such the nice guy. He takes all the hits because that's the honorable thing to do. <laughs> I also want to work in that kitchen. They should open that kitchen up and let people come and cook in there. I don't know if you can cook in there, but you can take a tour. It's oh, a real really? house. Yes, it's oh, a real house. Really? Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. They rented out this house and <laughs> the money from the proceeds have gone to further the house. That's why in, in the beginning season, you only have a couple of rooms. But as the seasons progress, it opens up oh, it's because okay. they have more money to <laughs> refurbish. And I find myself saying like the weirdest stuff because it's like, you know, off to the races. Like we've already said it, but it's like I say it way more. <laughs> It's a fantastic show, Cringers. If you haven't seen it, just it's, a, it's it's also proof that we all that we don't limit ourselves to the kind of shit that we watch for this podcast. And then I was watching it, and and um, Shirley MacLaine came on, mm-hmm. and I was beside myself when <laughs> when I saw her. I was like, Oh my god, it's Shirley MacLaine! Oh my god, so much awesome! Oh my god! Yeah, because uh, Shirley MacLaine. <sighs> She's an actress that has never and will never reach her prime ever. Well, when her she does, Glenn Close. When, when when she does, she'll just reincarnate and you know do it again. Yeah, her and Glenn Close, dangerous liaisons. Glenn Co- Close is just the the transformation from the hat scene is always going to give me chills. <laughs> um, and and okay. I love the Dowager because she's. Professor McGonagall type. I can't right. remember her name. Yeah. But there's this thing where the the guy leaves and he's like, "Are you gonna you're gonna miss me or something?" And I was like, "Do we have to?" Yeah. And I'm like, oh, "Like a line in the whole show." Okay. Well, this has been our our podcast about stuffy well, British. So television. we didn't talk about pets. We didn't talk about the weather. We talked about a fucking awesome show. Okay. All right. But what was not an awesome show that I, I I had so much boy these these transitions you and these transitions they are just getting so impressed. I, I thought it was going to be set in Alaska and it's <laughs> set in Alaska's rival but it starts here so like we yeah. caused the fire and everybody else died from the fire unless you were twenty five years or younger right and the movie is called Guess Guess. G-A-S dash. I've typed this so many times, writing the review and doing all the material for the for well, the social media. And that's actually the G-A-S short version dash of S, the name. Dash S, dash S. Yes. And the, what's the rest of the name? Gas, exclamation point. Or it became became necessary to destroy the world in order to save it. Yeah. I don't think they did much saving. We'll no, it, the, the the premise was very political for the name, and you nailed it right on the head when we were watching it. What was that? The Vietnam War. Oh yeah, well you know it was, it was made in 1970, mm-hmm. and it was it, it was uh, uh, what's his name Armitage and and uh, and and uh, Corman's attempt to document the counterculture movements of the the, the 60s and. Late sixties. So, why don't you give us uh, a little rundown of this gem of a gassy, gassy gem? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, yeah, some some strange military research gas gets released in Alaska, uh, causes, and like Stacy said, the film takes place in Texas, which starts out in 1970s Dallas, which is a place I remember, uh, and that was kind of cool. It was kind of nostalgic to 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 see that. Um, and it kills everybody over 25 years old. They, everybody dies. And so we're left with a planet of, of people who are into one or another or many of the social causes that were the counterculture uh, movement that was so, uh, such a big thing back then. Um, got the anti-war people, you got bikers, you got, you got football jocks, you Cowboys. got cowboys billy the kid driving an edsel billy the kid's a instead of a instead of a uh, car thief is or, or instead of a horse thief is a car thief uh edgar Allan poe rides by on a what on a bicycle or something a, a motorcycle with okay. um eleanor in the back and a crow, a, on, his a crow on his shoulder yeah yeah you just all this weird cultural reference pop culture reference 
that that come in. Uh, Corman said in an interview that that they uh, they didn't really they had a script or a screenplay and and they didn't really stick to it because some anytime somebody had an idea like oh this would be you know a fun way to parody hippie they just throw it in and shoot it that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I found really interesting about this movie, we talked about Roger Corman a couple or last week, I guess. Uh, you know, he's he's known for spending very, very, very little money to make a movie, and yeah. uh, so so therefore he's his six hundred something movies have been pretty profitable. This is one of the only movies that he ever lost money on. He actually sold the rights to the movie for less than he paid to to make it. The thing that interested me was the fact the fact that he did like one or well so he did one movie that he was credited and two that he wasn't credited on and took a 20 year break because he was so upset about the ending he was very upset about the split about the ending of this movie this was this was uh he had he had used uh api american pictures incorporated as is the distributor for for years and and they broke they had a conflict during during this movie and this was the last movie he made for them through his giant production company. Uh, Let me tell you right now, Cringers, um, if you like Blazing Saddles <laughs> for all the right reasons, you will like this movie because it would never play right now. In real yeah, life, this thing would never it, It's ever another make. one that would ever that would never make uh, never make the the big screen again. Yeah. yeah there's just so many. It, it's a nice window into how society has changed for the better. Uh, we don't make fun of homosexuals we don't make fun of minority groups we don't make fun of women it's not okay to rape a woman and and then then high five after it that's just not okay anymore yeah um i think all that's real good by the way uh i thought it was very interesting that they took the same path six years later after jfk got shot yeah they actually really threw that like anybody who knows anything about that day knows where the hell they were going and then um the rapey joke is oh, you know we're rape, gonna rape you so rape, you get no 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 rape i'm the rapey a, i gotta pick which one I get first. yeah rape in a comedy okay we're back we were gone for a second we had a a, a small interruption um brought to you by Lily the dog. I hope uh, you got to go potty too. Big potty too. As you were saying, Stacy, before you were so rudely interrupted. This time it wasn't my dog, so that's not <laughs> <I have to laughs> say. <laughs> no, um, this movie had some great one-liners. One of my favorites was um, the Texas Ranger. So the char- main characters hitting on a girl in a church as a quote-unquote priest and the texas ranger opens up the other window going father i have to know is police brutality really a sin (laughs) and cole says only on friday i'm guilty father for your penance you will demonstrate bicycle safety at the black panther convention in mobile alabama (laughs) the the, the movie is Full of things like that. Just, just, yeah, making fun of police brutality. I don't think or, we'll see that today. Or this one where the doctor's talking to Marissa. Are you now or have you ever been a member of any organization that advocates the overthrow, violent overthrow of the government of the United States of America? Yes. Which one? Paul Revere and the Raiders fan club. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's just these, these, sayings are epic um so so they're at the this giant um woodstock-esque um party thing like and where did it go anyway they go into um yeah the guys like talking about giving god his thing and this is the real god speaking well, the owner of the dark blue Mustang convertible license plate <laughs> TUV five two five, please turn off your parking lights. That was Country Joe and the Fish. Yes. There, that that that. Uh, that so, so the thing is, there is a running gag about God throughout the movie, yes. and Edgar Allan Poe is the only character that actually talks back to God, and so and in the very that, end, that gets us back to the ending that Roger Corman filmed. <laughs> 
and that API cut out mm-hmm. and, and, and that is God comes down and explains the entire movie, everything that's mm-hmm. going on. Roger Corman says that was his, uh, his, uh, best film work ever and it's lost forever and nobody will ever see it. I don't know. Well, um, and that was, that, that was the heartbreaking, uh, at the very end, you know, Edgar Allan Poe is, talking to god and that's it and then cheesy kissy scene and he hated that he fucking hated it It took a 20 year break from directing he produced a shit ton of movies during that time but he never directed again in that for 20 years in that 20 years he hired a few directors ron howard james cameron uh Francis Ford Coppola, (laughs) which you you mentioned while we were watching the movie, who showed up in the in the movie? Well, uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's sister, uh, uh, Talia Shire. She goes by now in this movie. She went by Tally Coppola. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, she's she's a a lead in the movie. Uh, You know, she's she's what. Uh, Nicholas Cage's aunt, Jason mm-hmm. Schwartzman's mother. She was in The Godfather. She was in all the Rocky movies. She uh, she was uh, Connie in The Godfather. So she was in all three Godfather movies. And yeah, she went by Tyler. Tally, Tally Coppola. Um, uh, but in this movie, she called herself Tally Coppola. Yeah, which is funny because that's kind of her. Yeah, and then um, Cindy Williams made an appearance, and I was like, wait. Isn't that like Laverne or Shirley? And you go, that's that's Shirley. And, and then, of course, you made the airplane joke because you have to. Shirley. And then, Shirley, we have to. Yeah. And then Ben Vereen. Oh, that was a, such a hard one for me to say anything because I'm watching this going, is it racist for me to think he was in Roots? <laughs> And I said that out loud, and you said, "No, he was in Roots. You're not being racist." <laughs> and then oh, you know, so went on to be on that one. Goodness, he's been nominated for for many, many Tonys. He's like a song and dance <gasps> man, you know. Oh yeah, he's uh, huge. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I got so nervous. Sammy though. Davis really Junior's understudy for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's he's kind of one of those those people who can pretty much do it all. And we're back. Okay, that second interruption was also brought to you by my dog Lily's gastrointestinal tract and some sort of critter living under a holly bush in my backyard that she tried to sneak up on who must have lashed out, lashed back out at her because she ran across the yard in terror. Oh. I have a groundhog back there, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's the groundhog. And yet, Speedy's been quiet. I know. Way to go, Speedy! Hey, they they team, they team us. They're, they they tag team. Us. I, I think they literally got they the tag today. <laughs> All right, and and Stacy, dear, you were talking again when I rudely interrupted you. No, no, Lily, Lily had to do her thing. Okay. So, so in the the process of this movie, um, you. you <sighs> It is funny. I love I love the tropes. The marching band, I think, is my favorite part because like you have a <laughs> and the cheerleaders and it's real school colors, apparently. Oh, really? Like, okay. Everything about the school is actually at that school and it is the school colors. I'll according to Roger the Roger Corman online. didn't pay them a penny. Well, no, because they just got to. I mean, think about it like you're in high school and you're going to be in a movie and all you have to do is the stuff you normally do. You just have to dress up in your marching band stuff and just play marching band music. <laughs> I mean, seriously, why wouldn't you? I love how they come out of the sewer at the end. <laughs> like all at the end, it was kind of like, you remember the end of Labyrinth where she's in her room yep. and, oh, I do want all of you. I do miss you. And then everybody comes out of the woodwork. It's very similar to that. Everybody, all the main characters come out of the woodwork. <laughs> at the very end and so as you're following cole and Celia, you're you're coming into contact with a uh, woodstock-esque um concert you've got the billy the kid trope then you've got the music store which i thought the music store scene was hilarious but you really have to listen to the nuance of what yeah um what uh um why did you do that 
sorry, um, what uh, Cindy Williams' character is doing because she really shows off her chops <laughs> as being ditzy in this movie. She's she's kind of the the prototypical hippie chick. And yes, I, I think I think that's kind of how you put her. Yeah, and and I love that about her. She she's just all about the music. So when they get to a point in the movie where they come across an old school jukebox, pregnant or not, she just says <laughs> goodbye to her lover and stays there with the jukebox. The music that's important. And the doctor. I think the doctor stays. The doctor's fucking batshit crazy, by the way. Like. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it's pretty funny. This, um, yeah, the, this thing was just just hysterical, and, and yeah, there and, is and character development, awful. Though, but it's in a oh, it's yeah. I mean, I I think what made this a good cringy movie again was all the all the the uh, strange cultural references of you know Ben Vereen. First off, he's dressed up like Pancho Villa with the. <laughs> With with the cross uh, uh, bandolier, but yeah, bandolier with the with the bullets casing or the bullets in it, and which was very weird. Uh, so I, I don't know if they thought maybe okay, we can check off two, you know, uh, minority at that time groups, you know, with with one with his character, and then he's not happy until the very end of the movie when he finds another black woman, another <laughs> woman who's black. He he. Yeah, lots of women in this movie, but you know they've got to find one that's the same shade that he is. That, that which is very offensive today, but it was so much the norm then. And like, yeah, he, the hippie love between the girl, which was like Featherfall or some shit like that. Yeah, right. You mentioned like, you mentioned Blazing Saddles earlier. It, it, it's a lot of the same kind of ickiness that we feel. So with Blazing Saddles, I don't feel icky because it is, it's true, it's true. This one, this one, you don't need a shower for, but maybe, maybe a spit bath. (laughs) Just take a towel, you know, rub your armpits, rub your eye. Don't, okay, so start at your top and work your way down because you don't want to rub your armpits and then rub your face. So (laughs) you you are going to want to have some kind of cold compress. <laughs> Medical device for Stacy and cringy movies. <laughs> um, it Mel Brooks takes a finesse, so it's like the difference between a heavy fighter and a rapier fighter. Yeah. You know, yeah. little pokey bruises is Mel Brooks. This guy kind of leaves bigger marks. Yeah, I I was really surprised that that this movie was made before Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it. Again, typical Roger Corman fashion. He he, you know, would steal from from some other. He he actually did. Well, he okay. stated that he wanted to make it. He wanted it to be political, but in a funny way. So he stole from. Oh God, I can't remember the second one. One of the ones that he stole from was Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, well, from the nineteen sixties, and he, make he the was original? part of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I, the one quote I read was he he had he he used this movie to expound on other themes that he had introduced in in other movies. That, that, that at this point he'd been uh, twenty five years making movies by nineteen seventy. Yeah, uh, and, and, and yeah, there were things he wanted to to expound and, on and, and he did he never took a break from producing movies directing he took a 20-year break though yeah this yeah. one broke his heart you think i see i don't think so i think he he had he he had built such a stable of um people who went on to become amazing directors we kind of talked about this a minute ago yeah that he could it's like any any good manager right if you can duplicate yourself five times you can get five times five five times the output you know well not just that but you want to be able to the master class that i'm taking i can't remember the guy's name but you need to be able to take a week off and nobody will notice you're gone because your influence is that big. Sure. No, no, I, I yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I agree with that. But I think he, he held these guys, Ron Howard, James Cameron to make movies in his model, which yes. was really just cheap. And, 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 and it's, it's like training. With, it's like training to be a long distance runner with weights on your, on your ankles, you know? You, yeah. 
yeah, it's going to slow you down, but you're going to build more muscle in the process. And I, I think all of those guys will tell you, will, will say, I think all of them have in, 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 in interviews, how much they learned doing this stuff tightly constrained. And then when they get these great big projects, you go make uh, Titanic or, or uh, uh, Avatar like James Cameron. And you just do, you know, you've been, first off, James Cameron's probably the, third or fourth richest person next to God, you know, that there is. They they have done Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, my God. You know, uh, he, he's, his he's done such amazing stuff. And he's made so much money. He has a, a whole dynasty of, of family that, that that's, uh, you know, kind of This is it. something I, I think that with him, lightning will never strike twice because he did his re- he actually did his research. That he could by going on to all these drive-in movies yeah, and yeah. seeing... Well, he made those, you know. Well, yeah, but he, he went and saw what people wanted and then yeah. took it to the next level with no money. Yeah. And or, then just... You know, remember we talked about this in Nicholas our last podcast, uh, Swamp Women, right? Uh-huh. He rented an abandoned motel to oh, for, for the cast to live in in Podunk, Live Louisiana. in... That had no hot water. Revived. Right, right. Uh, and I don't remember the, the the person's name, but one of his uh, his uh, assistants during this movie, th- their whole job was to carry buckets of hot water to the hotel so that the cast could take baths. You know? <laughs> because Corbin wasn't going to provide them with hot water. Well, no, because that's more money. Right. Um, he, he does like strong female characters, which I think is, is something. A nice way of saying he's a dirty old man. He's a dirty old man, but you know what? He's a dirty old man who appreciates women. He does not demote them or anything. When he has a female character, they have just as many lines as the male characters. And he puts them in situations. I'm the rapey. I get to pick who I get to do. (laughs) He, he. Or, or like the detective in Swamp Woman, you know, she was the the opening scene is giving her credit and giving her that notification. And yes, the costumes got skimpier and skimpier and skimpier. Yep. in a swamp with leeches, alligators, snakes, mosquitoes, things. Yeah. Um, but he has the talent to really create these characters that you just you either hate them or love them. They're polarizing. Like, if you don't like... Uh, yeah, okay, all right. Here's another reason why why this podcast should be on video. Because watching Stacy reach so deep to come in, to, to, to come up with something positive to say... <laughs> Okay, I give it. I gave it three cringies. Okay, <laughs> just you could it. you could just tell that it, this is just a struggle for you. <laughs> the red that what? you're seeing is sunburn. Uh-huh. What can I say about this horrible, homophobic, misogynist, racist, <laughs> terrible movie? That's not even that funny. There are moments though where you're just like, yeah, I yeah. can't believe he did that. Did he really just do that? Oh, and, and again, I think that's that's why this was such a perfect movie for us. We loved watching this movie, and, oh, and yes. that's 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 my criteria: is is how much do we laugh, even if it's an embarrassed laugh? Yeah. How much do we laugh in the in the course of watching a movie? We laughed a lot watching this movie. We really did, and there there were definitely moments where you're so actually intent. Like there were moments we we weren't talking because no, we were no. so intent on like. What the fuck is gonna happen yeah, next? What can right. you do outside of a record store and a cowboy, black cowboy with a bandolier? Where are you gonna go next? Yeah. Let's find out. Yeah, yeah, right. And it, as we finally learned, it really went nowhere. It was just, it just it went to the mesa. It kind of ended. Yeah, they 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 followed the signs. I thought the signs were really clever because it kind of gave you an Burma idea. Sa- Burma shave signs. What was the name of the place they were going to? The the um. I can't. Oh yeah, I've lost it. I she it was it just down. like the prophet or the oracle. Oh, it was an right. oracle. Like word, yeah, where uh, four miles right. to the oracle. Right. Well, they they start in Dallas, right, and it's six hundred mm-hmm. miles to the oracle, and it's like Burma shave signs. Yeah, they, they count the miles down all the way. They keep they keep showing those, and then when they get there again, 
this great big scene. We're going to see the Oracle and the distribution company cut the scene. And and they 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 out. literally plastered on the side of a mountain to cover it. Oracle's not here, but here's the plateau. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're just like you made it to the Mesa. The, or, the Oracle's out. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. yeah. So it's engaged. Like, <laughs> and and then you have the we need a sign, and there's a sign that that. Lightning strikes yeah. the peace sign, and the bells go all flying over the place. And then you have the kiss, and Edgar Allan Poe is talking to to his entourage something about God. The end. Yeah, yeah, it's very disappointing. It's like taking had, uh, Dogma, the movie Dogma, <laughs> and taking um, that last scene of right. um, Alanis oh. Morissette right as God. It's like taking her completely out. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have all these dead angels, all these dead people, blood everywhere, which, by the way, Dogma is one of my all-time favorites. It's a, a, definitely a, top a, 20 of my that, favorite that's movies. That's pretty good movie, yeah. So, so you have that, but take out Alanis Morissette's scene. Yeah. You lose yeah. everything. Yeah, the, you lose the... Con- everything the- we sort of slowly awkwardly been building up to through this whole movie. I don't know if there's a word for the amount happen. of awkwardness in this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, it, there has to be a, a word above and beyond awkward because this movie okay. is above and beyond awkward, but it just, it, it takes you to the roller coaster thing. And then you're just about to take the dive and it like the front row just starts to climb that hill. and you're stuck. <laughs> Like you're not even looking over the hill at this point. You're just stuck right just before you can see. So you're just like, you're staring at the sky. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what you're on. You're on a roller coaster and you're staring at the sky and the sky is kissing. <laughs> unfulfilling it is very unfulfilling creatures yeah Yeah. okay but the movie itself watch it oh for god's sake oh buddy you gotta watch if you're gonna where did did we find this was this on amazon prime yeah i found it on amazon prime okay because it said alaska and i wanted to do alaska and it had like the fringy (laughs) vest i was like alaska in the 70s so you said that it brought memories back from from dallas it was like oh alaska in the 70s this is so awesome yeah right and it's fucking not there right right yeah the animation at the beginning is very nelson the pointy to me yeah it reminds me of that 70s cartoon gilliam kind of thing yeah little uh uh lamageddon-ish you know yeah just the pencil scratches of of things not even defined but so i i feel like we're struggling to find something to just justifiable about this movie so i think we should go on to our quiz what What is our trivial trivia today you ready for trivial trivia i am i love this is all about characters not characters actors from this movie okay with a twist okay what twist with the twist okay you ready Mm -hmm. okay so cindy williams Right, mm-hmm. who played Shirley and Laverne and Shirley? It's what she's known for. Who played Laverne? Dude, I barely even fucking remember that. I remember okay, the Izzy Izzy character from Days of Our Lives. But Laverne and Shirley were like five times rerun over when I was a kid. So you want you want a couple hints? Sure. She uh, uh, went on to become a very famous director won some academy awards her father is one of the creators of the modern sitcom anything i hate i'm not a sitcom you want, person. You want one more? if you said something about the muppets or oh. like heavy hair metal <laughs> bands okay. like... all right uh she was married to another uh Roger Corman adjacent person, Rob Reiner, whose father, Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks did the hundred year old man together. They were contemporaries. And Rob Reiner rings a bell, but I, I don't know. Rob Reiner did the princess bride. Yes, I know. Okay. Uh, he rings a bell, but I don't, okay. I don't, I can't, I can, right. I can fix, I can okay. picture her, but I can't right. remember her name. Penny Marshall. Okay. I, mean, I gave you her last name. Right? Yes, okay. but I don't, right. if okay. I don't know the person, I'm not going to know the person. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about Ben Vereen. Okay. 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 So Ben Vereen, we know was in Roots, right? Mm-hmm. He played Chicken George. Mm-hmm. Right. Who played young Kunta Kente in Roots? Oh, really? 
Yep. LeVar Burton. Yeah, I knew you'd get that one. Of course ding, I'd ding, know ding, that ding, one. Ding, Fucking ding. LeVar Burton's the shit, man. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, uh, his podcast is the best. If you haven't listened to his podcast, you need to. LeVar Burton, everybody has a podcast. Who doesn't have a podcast? Yeah, but it's LeVar Burton do. Reads, and, and they started doing the surround sound. And it's so oh, no kidding. Really? Yes. He's got like a, oh, that's cool. Yes. Oh, they that's started really doing cool. it. I only is listened it, to is him. Is he when reading, I... for, reading for children? Like, no, adults. It's, oh, short, okay. it's short stories for adults. Oh, that's cool. Um, I only listen to him when I know for a fact that I'm not going to be disturbed because some of his stories are so beautiful. Oh, that's great. And the music and the sound effects are the shit, dude. LeVar Burton reads. It's amazing. Okay, I'll add it to my list. All right, so George Armitage. He played Billy the Kid in this movie. Okay. He also had another credit in this movie. Can you tell me what that is? He did Did he play the doctor? No. Oh, because the doctor was a weird character, too. That was a strange character. Um, he has another credit. Is it an acting credit or is it like I'm not I just he has another credit. I don't want to give it anything away. Is he well if he was that young, I don't know if he would be able to be a producer because producers are usually like old rich guys. Yeah. Um would he have been like some because I'm trying to think about all the stupid things that they do. And there's a lot of cars, especially those doom buggies from <laughs> was he a choreographer for cars? A car, a car wrangler. Choreographer. Choreo- oh, a car, a new, a new category. No, he wasn't. He had a much more major role in this movie, in producing this. Did he, did he lead the band, the marching band? <sighs> no. Um, if he had a bigger thing, was he part of like the sound crew or something? Was he a go- gaffer? I know what a gaffer is. Best boy. He was a best boy. No. Oh, because it's like, what the fuck is the best boy? I know what a gaffer is, but what the fuck is the best boy? Best boy um, helps the gaffers and the electricity. Uh, did he help with the now. food? Because that's really important. The caterer. Yeah, they help with the food. I love movies that credit the payroll clerk. <laughs> I've seen I've seen that in, in movies before. I'm, I'm thinking important yeah, because if I was in that movie, that would yes, the wheels. That would be the most important thing to me. Does my check come? <laughs> I I give up. What did he do? He wrote the screenplay. Oh, yeah, oh. He, wrote, he wrote this movie. Yeah, I, I never in a million years would have thought that because I know that they took a lot of license as they were filming it, but I yeah, didn't realize yeah. he was the writer. Yeah, he he wrote the screenplay, took it to Roger Corman. They actually worked on it together for some time, and then of course, as Billy the Kid, he was on the set during the filming of the movie, and they made a lot of changes. I mean, like daily changes. I know that they were. Um, I know that they were really, really picky about the season of filming. Like they didn't want to film after a certain. So it took them about four weeks to film this movie. Ooh, four weeks! Yes. <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, Talia Shire. We talked about her a lot. Mm-hmm. She played Adrian Bar- uh, Balboa in the Rocky movie. This is going to be a real easy one for you. Okay. Who played Rocky? The Italian Stallion. And his name is. Oh, I know his name. I just thought it was funny to use his porn name because most people don't know he did porn. Oh, you actually want me to say his name? Yes, I want you to answer the question. Do you know that. Well, stop. Stop. Now I can't think. No, no, seriously. When you're trying to think of a song, and Uh then you can't, like, think of the person, the next song, even though you're thinking of a song, because there's, like, a confusion thing. This is what makes trivial trivia difficult. I don't see Italian science. He he even had, like, a whole line of nutritional products back in the day. Yes, he did. His pudding wasn't actually too bad. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to go GNC there about I, the Italian pudding. When he came Italian out, um, I, I, he, uh, he, I was working at GNC, so I had to try his stuff. I don't think he ever came out. Oh, he came out with his pudding. <laughs> and his, his nutritional line. He had, like, oh, protein okay. stuff. Fuck. No, seriously, stop with the music. Like, I can't focus and like, his name. Because, uh, like, I had it, and then I, I I thought it'd be cute and say Italian Stallion, and then now I just, like, totally hates on his name. <laughs> I 
This is what makes trivia so gut wrenching, right? It hurts you, though, you, because yeah. he was in like a whole you, bunch of movies I love. You know this. You know this. I and it's, and it's, oh, again, <laughs> it's like, another reason oh why we God. should publish the video. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you want yeah. me to give you? Yeah. No, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, okay, who who was uh, who was Tweety Bird's arch nemesis? Sylvester Stallone. Hey, ta-da! <laughs> I love Judge Dredd. That's one of my favorite movies. It's <laughs> like that's another one in my top twenty. Like Fifth Element and like Labyrinth, but it's like yeah, Judge Dredd. Actually, the new Judge Dredd wasn't too bad either. I hate anything Sylvester Stallone's in. <laughs> Uh, he's not actually in the new one because he's too old to play the character. Yeah. The character keeps his helmet on most of the time. Yeah. You know, he actually did have a very difficult birth, and that's why he looks the way he looks. Yeah, he has <laughs> he has damaged nerve. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, last question. And this is one I know, like, I mean, this is... It, important to me but you are not going to have a clue so just get prepare yourself okay i even asked the question you've done good well because oh sometimes i do pull shit out of my ass yes you do yes you do and 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 you're you're you got two right and two wrong here so this could be this answer could put you into the positive category if you get it right if not well you're just a loser okay you ready Uh uh-oh she's putting the ponytail up Ladies and gentlemen, that means she's in real serious mode here. <laughs> Did you watch the series, the the unfortunate event? Uh, 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 what is it? Uh, the series of unfortunate events. There, there's a there's a TV show. Yeah. Um, where the lead character girl, whenever yes. she has to put on her thinking yes. cap, she puts yes. on. Yes. That's the, yes, exactly. That's why I, Neil yeah. Patrick Harris is the main character yeah, and the bad yeah. guy. Okay, so the character in this movie of AM Radio was played by Country Joe McDonald of Country Joe and the Fish. Okay. I read that. Okay, so this movie was filmed in 1970. Mm-hmm. A few months earlier, before the four weeks, the long, grueling four weeks that they spent making this movie, Country Joe McDonald and Country Joe and the Fish in, uh, let's see, on August 15th, 1969, were someplace. Where were they? And they were they got arrested for something? No. Uh, Think um, bigger. Let's Think see. 69. Wasn't Summer, that Woodstock? You got it. Summer of 69. Country Joe and the Fish played at Woodstock. Three out of five. Yay. You did great. Very proud of I, you. I, and, I and, did. And, and, and I'll bet you $100 you've never heard of Country Joe and the Fish before. And yet you still got the question right. Well, because I read it on the, I was reading it on my, my uh, pre-show. But did you know that they were at Woodstock? No, it's just 69. The summer of 69 was Woodstock. You, you did it. That, that was great. So I'm proud of you. I really My am. mom was a hippie, but she didn't. She almost went, but her parent, she, her mom asked her not to. Everybody on the planet who was my age either says they went or they went and they got stuck in the traffic jam and couldn't go or their moms wouldn't let them go. Everybody, yeah. everybody. So don't believe her. She lied to you. She had no attention. No, I'm pretty sure she had every attention to go in. <laughs> I, I don't think she would have. I don't know. Like I think I think I there were. Really I don't asked I, about much there of were her childhood. Maybe, there may be like seventy thousand people there, and there's like I've I've seen this before. Maybe it was a hundred thousand people. That I'm I, I'm making this up. I have no idea. But but the number of people who say they were at Woodstock is like three million. Everybody in my generation lied about being at Woodstock. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, we were home not protesting the war. Although we also say dirty and foul and dancing around in people's right. We also say we were out there protesting the war too, because we lie about that too. And then when in reality we were putting Nixon the one bumper stickers on people's car. (laughs) That that sounds bad. Bad, bad, bad. Hey. You know, as long as your parents are feeding you, it's really hard to argue real hard with their politics well and at that point unless you're really interested in politics you really just 
you kind of just go with the flow of the family. And then you start realizing that yeah. that's not always the only thing out there. I, I, I think, I mean, we did have some justification and that, and that was pretty strong justification. And, and that was, at least if you were male at that time, you were going to get drafted and go to Vietnam and there was a good chance you were going to die. So, so we were, we had justification to get into politics at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the draft. Uh, or the, you know, the draft is back now. All of, all of my boys have had to register, uh, you know, over through the years. But but uh, yeah, I, I was uh, a year, eighteen months away from having to register when the the uh, Vietnam War officially ended in, you know, complete fa- an utter failure. But as a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old, it kept me up at nights. I did not want to go die in the jungle. <laughs> my <laughs> uncle didn't like talking about it, but he pretty much told my mom, hit my grandma that the, his other three brothers, he would rather go back than have his brothers deal with that. Have his brothers go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that ends us on a very heavy, somber note. Yeah, you've watched it. Yeah. Okay. But this film. (laughs) Wanted to use that word. Film. So funny. It's worth watching. It's, it, it really does kind of throw. It doesn't necessarily hold up, but it does kind of shed a new light onto what the current politics are, (laughs) which is funny because it's kind of gone a little bit full circle. Yeah, that is really funny because we try really hard not to get political on this podcast. Mm -hmm. This is our break from worrying about the rest of the world, and, and yeah. which we do, you know, the other, the other, what? Six days. <laughs> yeah, six. Six and a half, because sometimes six, the, the pre-show six, is pretty Six dark. days and 46 hours a week. But, but yeah, I, that's what I wanted to say. We spent an hour bitching in, into the air about politics before we started to cleanse our systems. Because this movie is very heavy on on political satire, and I think that by just going head on to it, I also think both of us need to we need to vent occasionally, and we did a nice job of that this evening. (laughs) Yeah, you think we went a little deep now? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should have another another uh, podcast on politics. I suck at politics, dude. I, I, I mean, I'm getting way more active because I'm at that point where I own a home. <laughs> yeah, right. And I live in a Interest community. Matter. Yeah. And I have, you know, family in school, public schools, stuff like that. But just being a human being in this climate, no matter where you are, yeah. is is hard. And then you throw a plague on top of it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just absolute and then World War Three. Let's just face it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and again, that's the, a little recap of what we talked about before this movie. But cringers, this movie this film, is this film, this film, because we I've, we wanted to use another word. No, no, I I I want to. I'm going to rant about those two terms for just a second. Okay. okay, all right. So I try to not say the word movie or not not say to write the word movie when I'm writing our reviews. Because to me, that's an antiquated term. Movies were to differentiate from talking, you know, uh, silent movies. And then we had movies where people talked and, and, you know, it's an old term, at least in in my mind, right? So so the, the bourgeois term is film. This is a film, right? At least, again, in my mind, until I started doing some research this afternoon, and nothing's nothing's recorded on film anymore. No, film, no, it's all digital. Yeah, film is an antiquated term, so I think we need a new term. I think, uh, and, oh, and and the other thing I read is the two the two terms are not interchangeable. Like I've been interchanging them. When I'm writing a, a a review, I you know I look and say, eh, I've used this word like six times in a row here. I'm going to mix it up with another word. But movie refers to. Consumer. Well, we could call it celluloid. No, no, celluloid's gone too. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I, how about flip? That's, that's why you said flip. Yeah, movies refer to the consumer. A consumer watches a movie. A photographer 
films or makes a film. So they're they're not interchangeable words. And I'm sorry if I'm getting way too deep into my mind and how weird it works. But in, to me, neither of those work anymore because we don't use film and we've got movies and talkies and silent movies we're way past that we need a new word flick 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 but you know, okay but you I know grew up with. you know where flick comes from right that was the film running through the projector and the light flickering as each frame went by so we don't have that anymore so flick doesn't work i think we should call it bitstream bitstream <laughs> or but then Okay, how do you differentiate then between a long... What about motion picture? Like, why, why, why are you hating on motion picture? Okay, all right. No, that'd be good. So the difference in a picture and a motion picture is that it moves. That's a term that goes back to Edison. Right. Okay. I can we... take a picture of you right now, and then I can take a motion picture of you later. Motion. Why don't we call it... How about this? Our feature. Yeah, you could feature it. You could, you could feature, you know, you could say my, our feature is the crab rangoon tonight. I don't like that word either. I think we need a new word, and I don't know what it is. Okay, cringers. We will come up with a word, post it on social media, and we'll see what you think. I think I think we should let the cringers make suggestions. Suggest okay, cringers, what do you think we should call a movie? What should, what should you call a movie? And remember, there's also long-form television series and, and all kinds of other video. That's <laughs> why uh, I was getting too serious. I had to do something to break up the seriousness. Stacy is getting bored, so she's making rude faces at me, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I won't go into how rude they were, but I should say they were very rude. They were very rude. Oh, now you're doing the other nostril. <laughs> Oops, I gave it away. <laughs> I'm making funny noses. <laughs> All right. Yeah, post post on our social media. Tell you tell us what you think the a better term for the word movie or film is. Because I think it's stuck. Yeah, it's it's like I was watching uh I was watching a TikTok and this lady's like, you know how I feel really old? I told my daughter to roll up the window and she goes, the hell do you mean by that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, uh, in uh, the movie we watched with uh, 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 on the uh, what I can't believe it's a monster movie mm-hmm. podcast. It follows. It which follows. was a good movie. I liked and, that movie. Yeah, and one thing we both noticed was was the cars. The cars. We kept we kept wondering when this was filmed because mm-hmm. it was a. A car from the 70s with roll-up windows. We noticed people rolling up the windows and then a, a, a more modern car and things look different. From, and then we found out that was intentional by the filmmaker to... to I do want to I do want to give a, a shout out to... It yeah, came from a monster yeah. movie, um, Henry that was, and... That was so much fun. Henry and, and Lily. Lily. We want to have you guys on. Um, you guys were amazing to host us the movie was it was really it was a really good movie it follows is it's it's not really scary but it is creepy as it's fuck very it was a very intense movie yeah 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 it, uh yeah yeah and it was so fun being on with them because they i mean unlike us where we're just you know we're one step away from telling fart jokes on the internet they we do really tell fart jokes on the internet i don't think we ever have though uh, well, we could, but we will eventually. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they they go into great detail. They bring uh-huh. together a panel, like any good good panel show. They 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 talk in uh, you know the panel talks about the movie before the movie, and then yeah. we all watch the movie together, and then we come back and discuss the movie in panel form. And Henry does a great job moderating the panel. And moderating yes. the the discussion, they're, they're pros. They're, they they yeah. really are pros. I don't think they're as funny as we are. I, I think or, 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 their humor, all- their humor is is very pro. I mean, they're very they they have a, they have way more of a, a strict format than we do. Uh, yeah. We kind of have a uh, format. It changes every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, we're 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 gutter humor. They're they're uh, they're also very funny. 
lots of and humor. they watch really good movies like they they don't exactly. they don't they watch they watch randomly the, yeah the, it follows was a good movie i i highly suggested if you like kind of being creeped out but there was only a couple of jump scares but there wasn't really a horrible like you're gonna ha- well i Unless you're really sensitive, yeah, I don't it, think you could it have. It was more of a uh, psychological thriller. Yeah, it is very psychological. A very, very, very strange sexual. And I'm glad he played it for us on his platform because I don't want it messing with my algorithm. <laughs> yeah, my uh, algorithm yeah. is so. Yeah, I love my algorithm, and I, I <laughs> woe to the people who have to 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 like deal with like random like. What, what kind of things? Wait, what are these two people doing? Like, we're just totally screwing up their own. There's, there's no people involved. It's just, you know, deep blue going, oh, dear. <laughs> Which is good, because I would feel really bad if somebody actually had a look at the I'm going to say one more thing about it came from a monster movie podcast, and that is Henry's great. He, he does a phenomenal job, but keep an eye on his co-host, Lily, because that girl's going places. She's she's awesome. She's amazing. She is he, just he, amazing. I'm glad that he picked her up because she adds a component to the the podcast where it's just like it's it's just uh, yeah I, I, yeah it's hard to explain the dynamic it, it, it but it's really a really is, good she, dynamic it's a strong phenomenal. dynamic she, yeah i i just believe that what she brings is is so rich to you know to the to she's the very podcast. expressive too which is awesome because when she was when we were doing the movies i kind of wish it was more audio commentary than just typing commentary but yeah commentary yeah we just we were awesome. we just we we chatted back and forth mm-hmm. during the movie but anyway we learned a lot doing that i think we yeah. did yeah we'll, we'll make some changes on our end that's what happens when you watch a classy movie with classy yeah. people yeah right i our, our changes will be more technical in in nature and uh i think and 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 you know we're, yeah yeah how we do things you know uh, i think we learned a little bit there uh and and you know likewise we've helped a couple of other podcasts with with uh some technical things we've worked out too so that's been fun yeah and we're still on a learning curve i mean you know yeah. okay until we get those goddamn sleep number beds in my room we are not a successful podcast i want to sleep in my meandies in a sleep number bed there you go there you go that 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 is our goal right there i want a good set of meandies a great sleep i'm number telling bed. you the meandies bra is the bra you put on when you get home from work do they make a bra for extremely fat men? I don't know. Ask them. Uh, Green uh, juice. I Again, laugh this when... is really good that this is not a visual podcast. <laughs> I laugh when Stacey makes big noses with her face, but when I express my physically express my need for um, a man bra, a bro, she didn't laugh at all. No, because I mean, if if you find a bra that's really comfortable, you won't laugh because it's really <laughs> freaking comfortable. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying, when you find okay. something that works for you, you don't laugh at it. You just want more. I think that last part tells us that Speedy is just out of patience with us. Yeah, I can't believe he's been so quiet. He's been it, such yeah, a good boy. Yeah, he's been a good boy. And and he's telling us that you guys just keep dragging this bullshit on. Come on, man. He's our producer <laughs> sitting on the side saying, come on, come on, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. Okay, cringers. Till the next time, keep that algorithm guessing and never be afraid of just clicking on that movie and seeing where it takes you. This is Stacy. Ooh, this is Radio Voice Stacy. And this is Steve. <laughs> Welcome. Good night from KQRB 1501 on your AM dial. Bring all the hits. FM girl. 1810 Alaska. I don't fucking know. That would that would be AM. Uh, K K's are FM, aren't they? No, K's are west of the Mississippi. W's are east of the Mississippi. Generally, right. Steve told me that one time. Although there are be. there are some exceptions, like WKY in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, one of the only W's west of Mississippi. <laughs> there you go. All right. WKRP in Cincinnati. I loved <laughs> I didn't understand that show, but I loved that show because. The humor was like, oh my gosh, the Easter episode with the eggs.
in the helicopter. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. It was Thanksgiving and it was. Oh, roast. that's right. It was it the was turkey something. Turkey. It was the turkey drop. Oh, that's right. right. Oh, my God. With Les Nesman on the scene. Oh, Les Nesman was amazing. <laughs> All oh, the characters the on that show. Do they still, are they still running it somewhere? Oh, I'm sure. It's, uh, yeah. That sure and Moonlighting. That. I haven't seen Moonlighting in forever. And I remember loving that show when I was a kid. You know, I like that show. I like that show too. Yeah. Bruce Willis is a really young guy. I didn't think Bruce Willis and was ever going to be a big Bruce star. Bruce Willis and it. what was the other chick? Uh, uh, oh, come on. See, Sybil I'm Shepherd? having. Yes, Sybil Shepherd. I'm having the same brain fade you had on. Uh, on no, uh, no. My brain fart was way worse than yours ever could be. <laughs> yeah, Shepherd that one was a really good show. The I Last Picture Show. Have you seen The Last Picture Show? I don't think so. Oh, man. You should watch that. Yeah. I'm 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 binging Downton. The uh, 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 now I can't think of his name. Peter Bogdanovich left his wife for nineteen-year-old Sybil Shepherd making while they made that movie. Huh. Oh, he she is hottie. He was the director. Boy, she was back then. Yeah, it's a good show. Good movie. All right, show. Let's not. Okay, we should tell you, Frangers, don't send in the word show. That's just stupid to to uh, uh, describe a movie. And, and they're not film. documentaries. They're bad movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll just have. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I love you, Frangers, right. and and Speedy is trying to tell me that his ducky is no longer in the room. All right. Good night, everybody. Be good. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.